Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM, and I'm bringing you episode 80 of What the Dice. That's right, episode 80. Now, as always, I've got announcements, but this one is a sad one. One of our players, Keith, has had to walk away from the table for some time. Keith is the paladin known as Clyde, and he is the strange paladin that we've kind of nicknamed a Huggadin because he hugs everything. Now, we here at What The Dice have a mantra of life comes first. We edit our recording schedules when we need to, drop them, stuff like that. But we don't know when Keith's coming back, and we didn't want to just stop the show. So we kind of had to write him out, but he will be back. Maybe not in this season, but he always has a place at our table. We will always keep his dice warm and ready for him, and we'll always have his tea ready. Keith, I know you're listening. We miss you. We really do hope everything works out. And to all the listeners out there, I just want to tell you, take care of yourself. Now, that's all I got. And Keith, as always, we want to make sure the Dice Gods bless everything you do. And for our listeners... Sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 80 of What the Dice. We walk up to the storyteller's campsite. The fire is warm as the air has a strange chill to it. Sitting by his book, the storyteller smiles. Giving us a slight nod, we sit down. Ah, me friends, welcome, welcome. Now, last we spoke, the adventurers were on the Murdoch. There was a murder that happened, and the team must now try to solve who done it. For no real reason, and besides, they don't want to be stuck at port for an unknown amount of time. After questioning everyone, well, not everyone, after questioning several people, the team must take a short break, gather their thoughts, and push on. Now, let us see what they come up with now. Sit back, me friend, and hear me tale. So, in the last episode, uh, Clyde and Faye had a chance to sit down and let's go with the word interview the collector. Getting a chance to go through all of his luggage without asking. And uh, found out that he pretty much only left the one time, and that is to get the poker chip that is his piece of the collection currently. Past that, on the casino floor, Kalila and Defibulus. He had a chance to sit down and gossip with a couple of people. Kalila was offered to be purchased again. She also learned how to play blackjack. She also learned to play back blackjack. And was uh, staring at some suspicious-looking clouds, if I remember right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Staring at what? Suspicious clouds. Oh, yeah. Because you rolled in that one. So, we are going to start with... Let's start we with... We left um, off um, with Defibulous and Kalila doing a long scene. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, in case you wanted to jump to Faye. Yeah, I was thinking we were going to jump to to Faye and Clyde. Faye. Yes. I need you to roll a perception check. She is fumbling out her dice as we speak. It is never good when you get a random perception check. 27. With a 27, you see a flash of light behind you. As you turn, you see the rat scholar pushing past you, grabbing Clyde and going, come on, come on. Nope, nope, don't have time to talk. I will have to explain on the way. Go on, go through the portal. Turning to you, he goes, ah, well, this is awkward. I am taking uh, Mr. Clyde. We're having some issues with some undead and only his skills are going to be required. So, yeah, uh, I'm sorry to break up the team, but this is a, uh, we might lose footing if we, we lose this small battle. I will return him as soon as I am able, but I do not know how long these skeletons will hold up their fort. Understand? Good. Here's the note. Handing you a scroll, he quickly steps through the portal, and the portal closes. Hey, um, fumble with the scroll and stare at the wall blankly for a few minutes, wondering what just happened. Would you like to open the scroll? Is Is there a wax seal on it? Yes, the uh, the wax seal of the Institute of Extraplanar Studies. I'm going to hold off on breaking the seal and go find the rest of the party. Alright. Walking upstairs, you can hear the strange but alluring music coming from the desert region. You see Kalila uh, and Defibulus playing blackjacks with Baka Baklava, his halfling friend, and you see uh, Garrick, or uh, what's his name, Garrick? I don't remember. His name was Goldcat. Goldcat. Sitting at the bar, drinking what looks like perturbedly. Perturbedly drinking. He looks mad. Hold on, you broker. I don't know why that did it, but it did. <laughs> She's legit, like, coiled over laughing. I don't understand. I'm sorry, guys. I have not had any coffee this weekend. Okay, I'm gonna go, uh... Go get my party members and, uh... Explain what happened in the, the room below. Alright. So we see a fae walking up to us, baffled with a note. Yes, yes, you do. Am I still playing blackjack? Yes, you are. I might be too enthralled in the blackjack. How am I doing? Uh, give me a straight roll. Ten. You are doing eh. Okay. <laughs> As expected. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, after the one card, when she's like, yeah, I fold and look up. Oh, what's up, Faye? I'm learning how to play blackjack. <laughs> Not very well, I might add. I'm trying. I'll give you some tips later. Um... 
Nicodemus just stole Clyde. Eh? What? You heard me. Just stole Clyde. He came barging through the wall in a flash of light, grabbed him and shoved him through the portal, and told me that he was having a problem with some undead and to give you guys this note because he needed Clyde elsewhere. So, um, here. I, does this happen often? Um, the stolen part, no, while she reaches up and takes the scroll and pops it open and uncoils it, going, but the rat scholar randomly appearing or sending people, kind of. You didn't throw him out a window because he tried to hug you some more or tie you up with a rope, did you? I passed the detect evil check. No, I did not. She does have a point. She did pass the detect evil check. Maybe she's neutral and he just pushed the boundaries of hugging too much. It's possible. But no, seriously, opening the scroll and reading it, like, what just happened? The note is hastily written, and you can tell it's definitely in the Rat Scholar's handwriting. It's a long, drawn-out letter, which kind of goes to... In the, in the area where Hold Keep is, a large swarm of skeleton soldiers started to attack the city. The paladins were having trouble holding it off and they needed someone that could actually cast magic. The only one that they knew of was Clyde. So they have put Clyde in charge of a large battalion of paladins to help push back the skeleton army. There's a formal apology saying that he was really not wanting to break up the alpha team for you guys have been doing an amazing job. But with the problems at hand, he felt that this was something that needed to be done. Wow, you weren't kidding. The rat scholar literally did pop through what it sounds like. It was Did you see any chalk? Did it look like a chalk door by chance? I, I, I just a flash of light on this end. Sounds like the chalk. I mean, I could go look again. I was a little bit distracted. I mean, they should have brought all of us, then Kalila and I could have blown up more skeletons. Yeah, but we really need to finish getting all of the pieces. Valid point. I don't think they want explosions. Then it was his hometown. Well, yeah, explosions. But it was his hometown, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think his mom is still there, so yeah. Oh god, maybe she brought more of the undead army. Also, lack of magic. Did you see that? And yet we have maybe some magic going on here? Looking at, at Faye, because she's the one who was said something earlier about uh, using a, a, an oil slick spell or something. Well, that could have been a device, but yeah. She goes, all right. And she'll look and realize that they're still sitting at the table and be like, excuse us, guys. And kind of make motion to both Faye and Defibulous to head back to our rooms so we could talk in private about what we want to do about our investigation. All right. I'm just going to assume everybody's agreeing to follow Kalila back to the bedroom. Yeah. I didn't hear Defibulous, but I'm going to make assumptions. Oh, yeah. Apparently, hitting push talk button does help. It, it, it does a little bit. That's why I was like, um. What? But yes, Defibulous is following. Okay. Uh, once in the room, she goes, so what are we doing about this investigation? Well, I think it's our job to finish it. Do we still want to just 
go about the method that Clyde was doing with who's going to ask all these questions then? Mm, that's a good question. More questions. I mean, we did find out some information up top. You mean like the going rate for what you sell for? Oh, yeah. Apparently my going rate. Yeah. Um, she just kind of death glares to Fabulous for a second. But she goes, but no, the, the cell of the Murdoch. Why don't we look into the people who are involved in the ownership? Because, I mean, why would you want to kill the captain? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's this about a going rate? Somebody made a comment about wanting to purchase me. Again. This is not the first time. Don't take less than a thousand platinum. I'll just kind of nod with a, all right, at least I'm worth a thousand platinum. That's better than the other prices mentioned. Defibius will turn towards, hey, I think we should, we could start a bidding war with her. I mean, if it comes down to it, you know, yeah, we could put up a, a, a fake front, but I mean, we don't need that right now. Let's, let's keep that in our back pocket for another situation, though. Sounds good. Nightland's face. Yeah, there was that thought, and I zoned out momentarily with the ADHD thought of, did Clyde have the bag of holding? No, it's in storage, I thought. No, we emptied the weapons out of the bag of holding, and it was on his person. Um, yeah, we'll have to figure something out on that, because there's a lot of stuff in there. You guys are in the estate room? Yeah, we've gone back to the estate room, but it's got that middle room that I'm assuming we're sitting in, so... The, the, the sitting room. Living room thing area. Shared room. Yeah, so, hold on. Is his gear still here? I mean, what do we do about his luggage and stuff? How much was he wearing? I think he was wearing everything and had everything on his person. Except maybe his shield. Let's go check. As you enter the estate room that is assigned to Defibulus and Clyde. Sitting neatly on Clyde's bed is the bag of holding. As well as a note saying that the Rat Scholar had acquired his equipment that would be needed to fight. So his sword, his shield, and his personal favorite equipment. Anything that would be group stuff that, you know, everyone would use is left in the bag. Okay, so we have all our money, our, our eternal flowing water skin, the extra things that we have. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I'd like to point something out, though, guys. Huh? If the rat, I, I mean, the rat scholar is the rat scholar and good at getting into stuff, but that also means that the security of the hold itself, where all the weapons were kept, isn't as secure as they say it is. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. Well, I don't know anybody else who has magical door chalk and can just portal anywhere they want. But yeah, that's a point. Oh, I mean, there would be other means of getting in and out. I mean... I used a scroll to get to the dock so I could get on board the Murdoch, so there are alternate means of getting into a place that if you really want, you're gonna find a way. You had to use a scroll to get to the docks? Yeah. He sent me directly from the Institute to the docks. He didn't portal us. Yeah. <laughs> I was catching up with you guys. I kind of feel like we got shafted on this one. Yeah, we'll have to have a word with that rat scholar. Are you kidding? I lost my job. But gained a new one? I loved my job. What was your job? I am a librarian. Technically, you still are a librarian. You just now work for the main scholar library. So technically, you got a promotion. 
You, you notice my phrasing there. I am a librarian. Well, look at it this way. We've run across plenty of books for you to play with, so you should be all right. Yeah, we might have lost you if we found you, uh, had you with us at that one place with the talking skeleton. Oh, yeah. Bookbinder. Talking skeleton? Yeah, it was this place that, uh, the, so there was a giant bone hand that pulled us into the ocean. We thought we died and woke up on a random island. It happened to have a temple to the bone goddess there. And there was a talking skeleton that still worshipped the bone goddess. It was a giant library, essentially. And repaired books. Do you think you could find it again? No. Man. I mean, we could try. But I'm pretty sure it was quite literally a, you know, bone bone goddess, the, the bony hand. There was a lot of correlations. And? I mean, can you imagine what was in those stacks? What was on those shelves? Actually, yes, because we went through them. What was there? Kalila will proceed to ramble for about five minutes all the different books that she could remember off the top of her head at that temple. Okay, yeah, I, I would love to find that again. Stick with us, honey. I'm kind of stuck anyway. <laughs> Not like I can get off the floating airship. No, I mean, you could, but gravity tends to work. Yeah, that's the problem. It's always the gravity. So what are we doing about this investigation? Well, did we come up with any suspects, at least? Aside from them clouds? I think it's somebody that's involved in the purchasing of it. Whether it's the crew, or the, the I think there was two, or maybe three, people wanting to purchase it. Well, the crew stood to were they being let go or were they being kept? I believe there were already contracts drawn up to be signed. Except for Ted. Or Terry. Hang on a sec. Uh, Faye pulls out a little notebook to consult what she's over. <laughs> Which is exactly what Faye's doing now. I, I am actually looking through my handwritten notes. <laughs> I'm going to go through those after this. Like, I think I'm probably going to go through those over lunch, which I believe we're approaching in game time, right? Correct. Yeah, so we can sit down and go through the letters together if you wanted. It would expedite it. Yeah, I can tell you what to look for. Which letters are you going through? The love letters. Yeah, the, the love letters we found under the captain's bed. Okay. Great. So is this what you guys want to do now? Well, I was going to say, it might help give us clues as to who to investigate and why. Because right now, it's either everybody's a suspect, or who are we suspect being suspicious of? Probably not the first mate. He seems pretty open and straightforward and honest, yeah? We can all... It doesn't seem like he'd murder the captain. It either seems like it's the crew... Or whoever it is involved in wanting to purchase this. Because what what other motive would you have to kill them? Unless there's a lover and nobody's saying he had a lover here. I get the feeling from what we heard last time. If I remember right, no one realized he had guests coming anyway. Yeah, no one realized that. And then we found all those love notes. So maybe that'll give us a clue before we just go continuing to question everybody. I mean, digging through information is kind of my thing. Um... 
you know what, let's order lunch and let's go through some of this and bust out some pen and paper and write some stuff down, see if we can organize our thoughts on this and figure out a good direction to go. I think that sounds smart. I'll go get Terry and let him know that to let whoever they want to go back down to their rooms whenever they want and we'll just proceed like nothing happened. Somewhat. Alright, Kalila's gonna go find Terry. As you walk up the stairs, you see Terry leaning against, not leaning, but standing by the stairwell, waiting. His hands placed uh, in a small, what is it, where you have your hands kind of clasped gently in front of you in that idle stance. Looking at you, he goes, yes, ma'am. Uh, while uh, making sure that no one's in earshot, she's just going to go, we're regrouping down in our room and going through some of the stuff that we found first. He nods, he goes, well, uh, is there anything I can do to help? You want to come help us discuss who potentially could be at fault? I don't believe that would be a wise decision. Just as I work here and I feel like I might be... Your absence would be noticed. Correct. Have fun up here. Don't rouse suspicion. Of course, ma'am. And she'll go and get us all some lunches and take some lunches down. Right. Nothing happens on an empty stomach. Back in the room, Faye, have you pretty much taken over that center room and has turned it into, like, the red string room? Pictures and letters and yarn everywhere? Yes, this is now my conspiracy theory hub. <laughs> Alright. So what would you guys like to go over first? Kalila's probably going to just gather all the clues while Faye reads a bunch of letters, is what I'm guessing. Defibulous will aid in reading letters and see if he picks up on anything. I specifically want to know if there are any repeat letters, group them together, and group them by date. Okay. I am going to need... Uh, is there an investigation on in Pathfinder, or is it still in Perception? There is a praise. It's not a praise. I think it is Perception. I don't think there's an uh, investigation. Okay. I'm thinking a uh, fit that then. Uh, so I need a Perception check from everyone. 25. Okay. 21. Okay. I got a nat 20. <laughs> Kalila. Wait, the I one have crap for math. I was 26. <laughs> Kalila, with your nat 20, the first thing you notice as letters are being opened and sorted, some are sprayed with different perfumes. Using your keen sense, you're able to split up letters just by their scent alone. I will certainly do that for uh, Faye. As you do that, you start to notice that the captain's name in the beginning starts with his actual name, and then it becomes my dear, my love, my sweet, as letters progress. You also notice this seems to be a trend through all the letters. Defibulous and Faye, as you sort the letters by date, you start to notice that he seemed to receive letters daily. And let me emphasize the letters from different signatures 
coming from different areas in different towns. Okay, how many letter writers are there? Do they all start at the same time? Do they start years apart? How, how many women has he got on the string and how close together did he meet them? Some of them seem to be within, the first letter seems to be dated days apart, some months. As you dig, you notice that there's one group of letters that seems to end abruptly about five years ago. You notice that at the beginning, it seems to be very professionally written. Then it becomes a little sweeter and sweeter. And then it just seems to stop. But the name on it seems to have been scratched in quickly or a signature that you really can't make out because it is either too flowery or too scribbled. Any type of skill that would let us try to decipher it? Uh, let's go with a praise. Dirty 20. Are able to determine that it's like private, blah, blah, blah. You can't really determine the name. Then it's Lieutenant, Lieutenant Commander, um, all the way up to what looks like maybe Captain, but you can't really determine the last name. But you do recognize that the lettering, the letterhead, seems to be of the Paladin Order. Upon further inspection, you notice that it's not just any Paladin Order. It seems as if these letters are coming from the Paladin Order at the Trade City. Interesting. And I'm pretty sure Faye would remember that Terry is from the Trade King. Trade is from the Holy City and joined five years ago. And that's also when the Murdoch was banned from f landing in the Holy City itself. Maybe we should ask Terry about this. Not yet. Just so everybody knows, when Kalila said that, she had that whole like ears up, tail wagging, and it's the maybe in a bit. It was deflated. Mm, want me to go get him? Not yet. You guys want to investigate these letters further? Yes. Um, like I said, how many letter writers are there? How many lovers has he had on the string? I'm not going to assume they're all women, but how many lovers have there been on the string? Just based on what you can see, anywhere between 15 and 18 individual writing styles. Over a five-year period. Oh, Captain. Uh, He's been busy. Some of these are older than five years. It's the one that ended five years ago was the one for the Holy City. Okay, so maybe like a 10 years or something. It's more like eight years. Okay. Hey guys. So we're hey looking guys. at 15 to 18 lovers over about eight years worth. Two lovers a year. Didn't Terry have. Sorry, what? Didn't Terry have like family in the Holy City that he's very re hesitant to discuss? Yes. I wonder, could the captain have been like hitting on his sister or something? You think his sister's the paladin lady or a paladin lady? It's possible. Are they all paladin ladies? No, this is the one that ended five years ago seems to be the only one that has any type of rank written in. Okay. Seeing if he had a type. Trusting. 
Well, while we're digging through the letters, she, Faye's going to keep digging, so if there's more clues, if not, I'm going to recap the suspicious clues that we have found. Let me get one more perception check from Faye, then. And anyone else who is reading the letters. Nat 20 again. Are there any mentions of children? There is inklings or hints of possible children, but nothing like, oh, your child is born. More of the possibility, like some of them have mentioned laying with him for the night and stuff like that. None directly call out that they have given birth. With Kalila's Nat 20, as you begin to read, you start to notice that one of the letters seems to be a little bit more, I guess, desperately written, I guess is the, where she believes that the captain promised her everything, the, for her to come on board the Murdoch and to not only work, but be part of the owning crew making comments of it would show her parents that she can actually succeed in life things of that nature as if the captain had promised her more than he could give what when was it dated and does it have a name it doesn't have a name that is visible it looks it's like a it had it was either scribbled or it looked like someone had taken some water and daubed the name so it wouldn't be seen. And it looks like this letter is only about six months old. Can I do something sneaky? Well, I was going to hand you the letter, finding it going, this one seems to stand out. It does. Can I do something sneaky? I'm fine with it. <laughs> You're not GMing. Oh, I thought you were asking Kalila. <laughs> Like, permission. Here, read this. I agree. Can I do something sneaky? Kalila, I mean, I've blown up forts, so... Yes. That is not sneaky. That is blatant. We, we did it sneaky. Okay, did. We did it. We snuck in. He even shot some, like, dude in the head that woke back up later, very confused as why there was an arrow through his brain. Okay, well, that, that's... That's that's <laughs> that's out of my pay grade. Okay, so... um, Sorry, what I would like to do is get... Uh, some chalk. Um, I have some some dark chalk, and uh, take some rubbings of all of the letters from this particular writer. Um, kind of dust it on the back and see if if I can find any indentations from previous letters written or anything else, and see if I can find this person's name. All right. Also, on the letters, on the envelopes of these, are there? If he kept the envelopes, where did this come from? It comes from, you. after digging around, you find the letter, and it comes from a high, noble, elven city. A lot of people know it as the White Tower City. It's one of the biggest trade hubs in the elven districts, or elven countries. It is known that pretty much anyone that lives in that town, that lives inside the towers themselves, are some of the greatest merchants and some of the richest elves in the lands. Okay, can I go ahead and, and do the rubbing thing and see if there are any indentations anywhere else on the page that might tell me who wrote this? Absolutely. What do you want me to roll? Um, I don't have a character sheet. Uh, let's do 
probably a perception roll. It's that or it's like she has a high in her like craft slash profession of some sort. Yeah, let's do perception. Okay, you said perception? Yes. 22. After carefully manipulating powder and letter, you do find a couple of names that have been scratched out. One is Belle, talking about her sister Belle would not accept her working on the Murdoch unless she was a stockholder, I guess is what it would be called. As you go through a couple of them, going back further, you finally find one that's imprint is usable. The name Midi, M-I-D-M-I, is seen. Did you find something? Yeah, this, uh, this chick went all crazy girlfriend. She's trying to impress her family, and, uh, it seems like either the captain promised things he couldn't deliver, or she took him a little more literally or further than what he did say, uh, or assumed things. I mean, people do that sometimes in a romantic relationship. Anyway, she uh, she wanted to work here. She wanted to be a stakeholder. She she wanted to impress her family with it. It would have been a measure of success for them in their eyes. Uh, letter stopped about six months ago. I did a rubbing trick, and uh, here's her name. She's got a sister named Belle, and uh, they're based in the Elven City. Mm, what was the name of the one elf lady that look that, that talks down to everyone here I don't remember but we could ask Terry I'll go ask okay Defibulous will go on a quest to go find Terry Terry is standing at the top of the stairwells watching everyone gamble eat drink listen to music as you approach he gives you a bow yes sir how may I help first off do you ever get bored just standing there he goes no Actually, watching people is actually very interesting. You learn more about people the more you watch them. Hmm, I'll remember that. Also, um, the rich elf lady that with her husband that's got the not-so-attuned to what's going on around her, a human. What was her name? Ilana. All right, thanks. Of course, sir. And Defurious will return. Because uh, her name's uh, Lana. I thought Dan said B Lana. I wasn't there, but okay. Yes, B Lana. Oh, B Lana. Oh, okay. I misheard you. Yeah, uh, her name. You did not pronounce the B sound, so it sounded like a B Lana. It was very. Harry strange. also has a very distinct way of speaking. Yeah, that is true. It, it could have been a V. Hey, are you are you picking on Terry, man? That's not cool. Right? Don't you be dysentery. <laughs> dysentery. <laughs> Get out. I just picture Dan at his desk with his hand, his head in his hands, shaking his head, going, why? Or he might be lightly banging it. But we'd like to move on. <laughs> Which one was it? We want to know if we were right. I just put my hand in my on my face like I oh, usually do when it comes to Defibulous was right. Ha <laughs> ha, one point for Defibulous. Balls. So her name is Balana? Is she part Klingon? Works in engineering? Could be. Has a slight temper? Clearly. I mean, she's kind of fitting for it if you start thinking about it. 
So, back to the clues. Yep, alright. So, Captain was dead. It looked like he was what? Was, wasn't it strangled? Strangled. Strangled. There was um, something burned in a trash can. There was also red threading kind of stuck in the neck. Right, from what we're guessing is a scarf? Right? Scarf or a handkerchief, yeah. So, something, yeah. Scarf, handkerchief, red fabric of some sort. What were the other clues that we had? Mm, the fact that there's a massive bidding war uh, for the, for the Murdoch, that Terry was not hired, was not hired on by the captain again, and his pay raise was also denied as well. So it possibly meant the Murdoch wasn't making as much money, or he was just a stickler. All right, so... And then also the captain was a heavy lover. <laughs> Playboy. What a rig. Well, I do remember uh, when Faye found these letters, the first thing out of her mouth was, Oh, Captain. It was again when you told me there were 15 to 18 of them. <laughs> yeah, there was another, Oh, Captain. You missed it, but there was. I was here. You might find it during editing. Use it. <laughs> okay, so then... Crew-wise, Terry was delivering dinner to Baca. Uh, the navigator was asleep. The first mate was taking a shower in preparation for his shift, and the engineer was doing some paperwork. How, what was the crew's opinion on him? Did the crew like their captain, or did they hate their captain? No one actually asked them. I want to know. Okay. Hang on a second. Uh... We can do that too, but I'm also thinking, can the automatons verify where a guest was at what time or the last point and place and time at they saw a particular guest? That just sounds logical. I don't see why they couldn't, but we could go find one and ask. They can, but they are basically on tracks on either by the casino tables or at the bar. So Aww, they don't they're not roam. free range robots. They are not free-range robots. They are on What's track. What's wrong with this ship? Where's the, the robotity? Give it another few thousand years. Damn it. Free the robots. Because Defibulous wants to take one home. <laughs> okay, so they've got a limited scope of where they can move, but within where they can move, that might also assist us in tracking movements up to the murder. I think he's processing what you said, but I'm going to say yes. Yes. Confirmation. So we want to ask the crew their opinion of the captain to see if they like were mad at him or not or hated him or how he was. We found out that they had already, I thought, all signed their contracts. I thought Except wasn't it? They were just yeah. It wasn't there was just one, which was the captain waiting to make a final decision. Right? Terry was asking for a raise. The captain didn't want to give it, so he hadn't quite managed to negotiate contract renewal. Um, Valen, Valen has contracts ready to sign with the rest of the crew. And you don't know about the dwarf if he has any contracts signed. We should probably go talk to the him since he's the other one with a, a interest in buying this, Yes. Okay, let's make a note of that. Add that to the to-do list. Yeah, can we make a to-do list, please? I, I keep looking around my desk for paper to do that, and I'm failing horribly. 
Cat, look around. There is paper all over this room. Grab a sheet. Okay, so talk to the crew and get opinion on Captain. We wanted to also talk to what? The uh, other bidder? Uh, yes, he is a dwarf merchant. Wasn't I playing gambling with him? No. He has been sitting at the uh, all-you-can-eat buffet stuffing his little face. Mmm, stuffing face. Okay, so we have talked to the cat, the, the, the crew, talked to the other merch bitter person, and who else? What else did we want to ask? There was another thing, because I know there was more than three, because I can't remember it. I wonder... No, the baby sits there and kind of scratches his chin. He's like, I wonder if the captain could have, like, snuck someone aboard. Actually, at this point, I'm a little worried that this, uh, desperate girlfriend over here may have disguised herself and snuck aboard. Not necessarily snuck aboard, but just walked right on. Although that is a deceptive thing to do. So it is sneaking on board. But I'm actually kind of wondering if she did something like that. So investigate the other females on the crew. Yeah. I mean, unless somebody can point to a male lover, <clears throat> I'm going to say consider looking at the females on board, yeah. Well, there is the elf, and I think it's a human... There's a human mistress, a the elf wife, and then there is a drow chef that is female. Alright. Which, if they have one, magic. Elves are naturally inclined to magic, so it kind of puts both the drow and the whatever elf or other elf is on the, the, the ballot for that. And I think the mistress was the one that was talking to me that just tended to ramble. We could probably get her to ramble, especially at you, again. And you could probably pick up a lot of things off of her conversations. I think we might want to steer conversations towards family back home and see who has a sister. That would be smart. See, this is why you do that, Miss Librarian. So I'm off the hook of talking to the not-so-there not so human? Yeah. Oh, I would God. say you could probably go talk to either the crew or the uh, other dwarf. One of us would take the dwarf, and then the other one would talk to the crew. I can talk to the crew because it'll probably get me back in engineering, but I can look at stuff again. All right, then I'll talk to the dwarf merchant, since I kind of was schmoozing about Blackjack anyways. Defibulous, can you also ask about the automatons and find out... If we can get a printed record, rec bleh, a printed record of the last places and times that they saw people leading up to the murder. Sure. I mean, it's not going to be a complete picture, but it'll help. Am I allowed to take one, one of the automatons home? That's on them for to decide, but I'm all about it. Excellent. I'm not going to stop you, but I'm not going to help you either. <laughs> Why not? They're amazing. I can't lift that much. Well, it'd walk on its own. Yeah, in theory, he has a point. It would just be helping us get it off the tracks. I still can't lift that much. That's alright, neither can I. Together? We have the strength of one functional person. That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We at least have that many brain cells, maybe. I was wondering what that smoke smell was. Defibulous starting a fire somewhere. Or Kalila. Might be no. leading to some gunpowder. Or a nice campfire to cook some meat. 
Yeah, so I'm going to eat lunch because it's cold now. Um. <laughs> nom, 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 noms. Now, we do have to remember not to mention the murder, except to the crew. So, to the dwarf, I'll have to make sure not to find a way to schmooze and ask questions without giving away why. And, uh, you're going to take the girls looking at Faye. I guess. You're the one that with the love thing going on that you're suspecting. That's the closest thing we got. I'll try. I read books better than I read people. Hit people with books, too. Yeah, the rat scholar likes to do that. You should be warned. His aim is shit, bro. I don't know. When it's the other scholars, he hits them pretty frequently. Like that one scholar he hit with a fish? Yeah, that too. What have I gotten into? There was a sword, <laughs> and it turned into a fish, and it made you dance, and you had to slap somebody, and then it went back to being a sword. Needless to say, I delightfully slapped the rat scholar in the face with a red herring of a sword, and then he proceeded to take the sword and slap his associates. Especially that one guy. We never did get to slap Sir Reginald with it, did we? No, and his hair doesn't move in windstorms either. Ugh. Remind me when we get back to the Holy City, I need to slap that man with a red herring. Can Done. I just take a second to appreciate the punny aim of that sword? That's amazing. Yes, yes, yes you can. So am I loose to go bug the crew? If you don't want to eat lunch, yeah. Oh, yeah, lunch. How about that? As you guys sit down for your meal, we are going to call this episode here. Well, well, well. It seems as if Clyde has been pulled to do a greater deed and lead a small army against the darkness. And that leaves the team to deal with this strange murder. They now sit down and replan everything. The questioning will begin again, this time with a little bit different in attack. Well, me friends, that's all the time we have for this eve. And as always, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, Please share us with your friends and rate and review us.